the views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. Episodes may contain adult language. with Side Street Studio Arts and welcome back to another episode of Connected. I'm here with Side Street's own Chris Aresis and Andrew Vo, and we're talking about our current show, um, Monochrome Purple, that we have up at the gallery right now. Um, so to start, um, if you guys want to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about the history you have with Side Street. Um, Chris, I guess you can go first. <laughs> Sure. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having us. So um, I'm uh, <laughs> one part of the uh, uh, visual arts coordinator at Side Street Studio Arts, and I've been at this job for, I think, oh my gosh, I am terrible at math here, but I want to say three years now, it feels like. Uh, and I've been connected to Side Street for uh, a few years longer uh, and initially kind of came on board really as a, um, as artist resident. So that was, a, uh, back in 2018. So, um, and I do some occasional, uh, art education stuff and, uh, but mostly in the realm of, uh, uh, exhibitions. Hey, awesome. And Andrew, where, what's your history with Side Street? <laughs> um, I am the recently the co-exhibition coordinator at side street otherwise i've been in staff for about a year or two and then before that i was um the artisan residence of side street as well and then yeah pretty much all right um i was curious uh chris so you you've worked with side street for three years um and uh you know artisan resident resident and all that what's your background with like curating and all that do you have was it kind of started with side street or did you have a history of doing that before side street as well uh i would say i would say with side street that's probably where um doing that kind of work kind of became real <laughs> so it, it's i i mean anything that i was doing beforehand was really on a uh on a kind of smaller scale um, that said, there was a time before, uh, and there's some overlap when, when I was, uh, starting out as a, as a, as the artisan resident, uh, there was a project that, uh, a group that I was kind of loop, loosely affiliated with called the, uh, exhibition project. And that was in Chicago. Um, long story short, that came out of another, uh, project that was funded and more well-established that kind of ended and a group of us decided to stick together out of that original group and form this exhibition project. So at that point we were doing uh, our kind of curating our own exhibitions, not our of our own work, but rather of other artists. And um, so it's basically just like a, a photography only uh, emphasis and where we were shopping around for artists and venues to show. And, um, you know, in some ways the scale was smaller, in some ways the scale was a little bit bigger. So it was 
a lot more focused in terms of what we were looking at. And it was usually a much smaller group of artists that we were working with. Um, and we were doing something like maybe three, two to three shows a year. And, and that was it. So we had a, so a lot of planning went into this, but again, because we didn't, we lacked a sort of organizational structure that we have at side street in order to, to put on more and obviously the staff. So it was all like, well, Hey, we just really like this enough uh, to do it, but nobody's getting paid to do anything. So it was just like, we like this enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's an awesome way to find out, like, you know, you you like something, especially when there's very little, like, I don't know, reimbursement in form of like payment. It's just like, I just really enjoy this because <laughs> it's a lot of work. Uh, yeah. Andrew, how, uh, you know, you've helped with installations in the past um, many times with Chris, but how was this kind of co-curating experience um, for this show? Um, I feel like nothing too different than what I was doing prior before. Maybe I guess more like administ administrative in position about like what, how the show should go and stuff, but pretty much same old table, just with a fancier title, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so just gonna shift our focus more towards the show itself. Um, I wanted to ask about the theme and the title of the show, Monochrome Purple. Like, where did that theme and title idea, where did that come from? Uh, Chris, you could, you, you, you've done the show like multiple times before. Too. Sure. Um, the uh, monochrome is. Uh, this show in particular is it's really part of a larger for lack of a better term i'll say series of exhibitions that we've been doing over the years uh the earliest that i can remember was back from 2016 and that was actually my first my very very first point of contact with side street and that was monochrome uh blue so every so often we've added a different color and um, you know, have a new exhibition. So really these have just been sort of like pop-up exhibitions, just something um, that you know is uh, I guess a little bit more open in terms of what types of artists and artworks that we're looking for. And uh, the, the sort of impetus I think behind doing it this year for February is just Kind of we're wanting to change up some things and change what our exhibition schedules look like to try and freshen it up and i think you know we're sort of at a transition uh what our calendar might look like and especially when we're going into the new space so i'm kind of some of this is just like hey this is what i know how we are operating and have operated and what it looks like the sort of the immediate going forward a lot some of this is is obviously speculation too what some of this might what what it might look like going into the future as we move into our new space so that's sort of the short slash long answer i have to that yeah um with such kind of a broad theme of like purple and kind of it open to interpretation interpretation um Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, how many pieces are are in the show? And there's quite a few. <laughs> At least like sixty, right? Sixty, yeah. yeah. It's somewhere in that neighborhood. I think we initially started out with close to 70, 72 submissions. Um, we had a couple artists with, uh, you know, maybe more than one submission. But yeah, I'd say somewhere 
somewhere in the neighborhood of, I think, low 60, 62, 63, somewhere right around there. Yeah. With, um, with such a broad theme, like when you uh, make a call for art, like what kind of things were you just like purple, just kind of go with it? I mean, I know that like art is open to interpretation and anybody can take a theme and, and have their own spin on it. But like with such a broad theme, like what was kind of the call for art? What were you kind of asking for in, in, in this case? Um, well, I guess I behind, <laughs> I was gonna keep behind the curtain. Typically, calls for these shows, um, there's like five, like we have like people at the exhibition committee and then they kind of do a yes, no, maybe through all the work. And then we kind of like majority rules and then that, per that person gets into the show. And then I can speak on my personal preferences unless Chris, you had like a more, <laughs> more, a uh, clever way to do it because I'm like I just like <laughs> purple things and some of them look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I right. I and I th I think I think that's a, a fair enough answer. I mean, one of the things that I I think about, especially with a show like this, because, um, you know, it's it, there's some there's an incredible amount I think of flexibility with how as somebody curating this, you might look at it and look at the artworks coming in as well as being an art artist who decides to participate in it. Um, that, and, and as you said, Alex, that, you know, there's a, again, a great degree of, of flexibility, which I think is one of the things that makes it exciting. I mean, I was personally really excited to see <laughs> that it wasn't, you know, everything wasn't just various shades of purple or some other syn synonym, uh, a color synonym, but, you know, there was somebody who turned it, submitted an artwork that was purely in black and white, and it had to do with the artist prints. So I, the, I think, you know, people are kind of thinking about this and saying, what can we do with this? I am always really sort of uh, intrigued, I think, when artists are considering submitting artwork for this and the, you know invariably an email will come my way and it says well what are you looking for how much of this has to be you know purple or blue or you know looking for the solid answer and my short answer always is is look I, I don't want to tell you too much I don't want to tell you what to do <laughs> just just do it and I think there's some way that we can justify this being in here and, uh, you know, it's like if I tell you something or tell you a way that it's going to disqualify it, it's just going to uh, rule out something that we might otherwise be really excited by. So it's I try not to to give too much too much information for that. So it's just like, you know, just trust your as an artist, trust your instincts on this and and something really exciting, I think, is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That, that totally makes sense, because if you're too direct with it, I mean, you might miss out on the artists to express themselves and what they envisioned the theme to be. So being kind of vague for lack of a better term, just, you know, lets them have that freedom to create the art that, you know, they want or submit something that they might not have otherwise thought to submit. And there's a lot of cool pieces in the show, a lot of like different pieces in the show, which brings me kind of to my next question. When selecting pieces for the show, is there any, kind of do you keep in mind any inclusion and diversity you know in your mind whether that be the artist itself um people from different backgrounds or anything like that 
and also the diversity in um, the media that it is? Yeah, the short answer is yes and yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah right. It's it's important. I mean, we want to, you know, there to be some integrity to the artworks that are coming in no matter what. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I think no matter what we're going to end up with, you know, uh, in any exhibition, 100, you know, paintings, right? Uh, but I know I, sometimes I look, I'm like, well, I don't know, we've got, you know, two or three video pieces. Maybe we should find a way to make sure that they are in or, um, you know, some other, some other medium for absolutely. I would say, I know for myself, I kind of look at that as, you know, in terms of the artist makeup as well, like who is actually submitting. Uh, there's only so much information I think that we can glean from looking at the submission form names um, you know, is, is this a person of color? Is it, um, you know, a female identifying artist, you know, what have you, some, somebody who falls into a category that might be underrepresented. We don't always know that we can't always know that. And it's probably, I don't know, it's just a difficult thing, I think, to, to wrap your head around, but I try to be aware of that. Think about, you know, it, are we looking at and adding a lot of artists to any exhibition that we've seen a lot of all the time, whatever it is, if it's a, you know, a name or something like that. So I, I try to be aware of that for sure. Um, Cause we want to be a little bit more expansive. I think in terms of who uh, were, uh, who is showing and who is being seen in the gallery. Yeah, Andrew, I, I know you're, a part of, I don't remember the exact title of your committee, but the inclusion kind of committee, diversity committee at Side Street. So what do you kind of think about that aspect moving forward for future shows? Um, in terms of that committee, where it's, I think it's more like falling on to um, Haley Morrison as she's basically the advocacy coordinator, but speaking in that, like those ideas, um, of course, I have my implicit bias, like, oh, this is really cool, but I'm also trying to be, like, maybe we're actively, like, critical, like, okay, do, what kind of artists are they, and do we need to um, have them in the show more? Um, but I think moving forward next year, we're, I think we that's been a active question in a lot of our future um, shows about, like, how can we incorporate BIPOC, queer folk, and um, underrepresented uh, demographics of Elgin? Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, one of the uh, bigger questions like I had, and I always think when it comes to curating shows, is that, okay, so you have all these submissions, you know, different, um, different mediums, different sizes, all this stuff. Uh, where do you start? Like, how do you even begin to form a plan of where these things are going to go? Oh, I don't, I never have a plan. I'm usually following Chris's uh, direction because I'm always just like, I have decision process. Like, I don't know if this piece should go here. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So what's your kind of strategy, Chris, of, of, of where to start when, especially when you have 60 plus pieces in a show? Yeah, uh, and, and that's a great question. And right, it's it's difficult um, sometimes. Um one of the, the one of the things that I, I think about every time is and I, and I thought this, especially when, um, you know, going back to my time <clears throat> when I was an artist in resident and I was thinking about um, 
my exhibition coming up. And it, I felt like in the very beginning, I'm like, oh, I've got all this time. And then thinking like, wow, this is coming up really quick. And I need to start thinking about what this is, not just what's in it, but what is this really going to look like? How is this going to feel to walk into? Um, one of the things that I learned really early on or thought about very early, early on was um, you know, what does this look like from the outside um, physically? You know, what does it look like from the street? And so I think a lot about just the walls and I think about the really big um, windows that we have. Um, I, I love that. And I love thinking about, um, you know, there's a couple of walls. I think of all the time. I'm like, these are my favorite walls that, you know, some of them are really short uh, in ter terms of linear space. Um, but I think about them as, sort of like, hey, even if the lights are off and the gallery is closed and we're only open a couple of days a week to have, um, you know, public viewing hours, um, I always think like this is like it's on all the time. And I think that's really exciting. And I love the idea that foot traffic can see that. So I really think about that. And I think about what are some of our stronger pieces to put on those walls, something that might be that far back wall or the wall that is on um, the front south of the gallery. I just love that because it's, again, it's nice and close and it just really has, I, I feel like that's the kind of thing that starts to set the tone or a mood for um, what one might encounter. Uh, yeah, of course, with 60 pieces, that part, that sometimes that gets a little tricky. Um, and with a show like this, it's, you know, there's one thing that is tying all these pieces together and it's pretty loose. So it might not give you the best indication in a show like this, what you're going to see, but I think it's a, it's kind of a starting point. So I really think of those, you know, those walls, um, things that you can see from the street as really being sort of an anchor point and a start. And that's kind of where I go from. And after that, I start asking questions of everybody else. I'm like, what do you guys think? So that's, so a lot of times I have no idea. It really just depends on, you know, what pieces I'm seeing. What am I, you know, what is sort of like catching my attention? What am I surprised by? And say, hey, this is something exciting. And I think this is something that needs to be seen. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to like thinking about, like the physical space in each piece do you kind of view it like piece by piece by piece like you were saying um you know this piece it's very like maybe large and bold i like it on this wall or do you kind of think of the show kind of flowing as a whole um or do you kind of think of it piece by piece in terms of the viewer's experience uh I, well for me i it depends i mean sometimes sometimes it just depends. It depends on what kind of work that we actually have. It depends a little bit about what kind of show it is. And, you know, for instance, is this, um, you know, a solo exhibition? Is it something like uh, what we have now in the gallery where um, the pieces vary? Um, you know, I can say going back to, you know, the last solo exhibition that we did, I, I hope I'm not <laughs> remembering this incorrectly. So I'm going back to, you know, almost a year ago when we had Joshua Dixon and his exhibition, uh, Connective Tissue. And, um, you know, I told him from the very beginning, I said, look, if you want to have a hand in this or if you want to be completely hands off, that's fine. I will respect the decision one way or the other. He gave me the honor of saying, nope, I trust whatever you guys want to do is fine. And that's it. So um, 
you know, for anybody who saw that exhibition, or I guess for people who did not, you know, it was this kind of autobiographical experience, you know, somewhat um, made up and somewhat uh, almost documentary in its in its function. But it's basically this journey that he had over several years. And I said, okay, well, it made sense for me to kind of think about it in almost like a, uh, you know, timeline, something following, you know, linear uh, you know, from beginning to end. Um, so, I mean, that's one way that I kind of think about it, but an exhibition like this, yeah, I think about how one image might flow to the next. Um, you know, I think one of the things we look at is like, well, hey, does this wall have too many uh, representational pieces? Is it uh, too many, you know, blocky looking things? Is it just large pieces? Is it small? So we really try and mix it up. So, and, and I think a show like this, it's really kind of important to do that because, you know, you want to make sure that I think, you know, with this number of artists, everybody has a chance to kind of stand out independently, even, even though it's like one big show where everybody's kind of grouped together, but you want to um, have a chance where everybody's work can really be viewed and judged and understood Um separately even though it's you know again within this larger context so it just part of that really depends on the show yeah yeah and then also like you know you were saying like um you know looking at this wall does it have like too many big pieces too many small pieces I was also curious about the medium of the piece because in this show particular from what I noticed because I was in the gallery on Saturday there's a lot of cool photography in the show particularly I mean there's always like cool photography in our shows but just this show I don't know the photography really stood out to me so like I mean you know we're not a museum it's not like photos paintings sculptures you know it's all kind of moshed together so like how do you kind of go about mixing the medias in a way that makes sense uh well <laughs> I mean, I, I think in uh, part of it, okay, well, I, 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 first of all, I want to say I'm really glad that you kind of, you picked up on it as well. I have no idea really what people, the average viewer picks up on uh, mm -hmm. when they go in and they see this. And occasionally I hear a comment like, wow, show looks great or, you know, what have you. Um, part of, I think, when we're designing this exhibition and thinking about where to place pieces. Um, and I mentioned this before, it's like, yeah, it, it, most exhibitions overwhelmingly, we're going to get painting, maybe drawing. And then after that, it's a handful here and there of some things. Sometimes we get very little of, um, you know, a medium like photography or video or, you know, maybe a couple of three-dimensional pieces that might be freestanding and sit on a pedestal or something like that. So I try to think about what are good spots to break up what it is that you're seeing. I And I mean that with the utmost respect to any of those artists who are kind of underrepresented in those mediums where it's like, hey, you're not here to kind of be in the service of everybody else. But I try and think like, okay, well, where can this go that that fits? So like, so if we have just a couple of say, photography pieces, I don't want to necessarily put them together. I'd rather spread them out. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, again, that's just kind of thinking about 
how is this space going to flow? What is this experience going to be like for the viewer? Um, but at other times, it may simply be, what is this piece about? What does this piece have to say? What is it? What does the piece next to it or before it have to say as well? So how do those things kind of function? So those are things that that I look at as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a lot to think about, like individual pieces, pieces of the whole, different medias and all that. Um, yeah. Andrew, a question for you. If you don't know Andrew, Andrew is always on the go. He's always going somewhere. He's always going to some sort of art show and he's always trying to get people to carpool with him. So every, <laughs> he's always, I swear, like every week you, you're going somewhere. So as somebody who you know, takes in a lot of art, goes to a lot of expeditions, views a lot of art in different ways. Um, you know, what do you keep in your mind as like kind of a viewer of art when you're kind of um, curating a show? Um, it varies, like particularly what Chris said about like spaces, like when you're drawing your eye, like this wall has a, a really good piece, you want to center that and show that too. Um, when I go to other shows, particularly, I'm also just like <laughs> being very like greedy. I'm like, hey, your show, Artwork, you should come to our space. <laughs> and stuff too. But uh, and that's kind of like what I was like sort of brought in to do to like check out artwork and bring more like other artists into our spaces as well. But in terms of like curating a show, um, I'm pretty, I'm just pretty flexible. I think same eye as Chris, like trying to spread out certain like mediums and, and certain styles and images and colors. Of course, to be mindful about accommodations. I know like an antidote, we had another artist who was uh, family or she insisted her piece was on the first floor um, because her family couldn't go upstairs like mobility wise. So we try to keep that in mind, mm -hmm. like those little things too, as long as they're not like detrimental to like how we're going to uh, set up the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Also, I love that you're always repping side street also, wherever you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, another thing I was always fascinated about, and this is particular for Chris, because I've, I've worked only like twice with you before on installations, um, but your attention to detail is always like, I don't know, it's always fascinating, it's always inspiring. It's like inspiring, Cause I'm like, wow, look at this guy just work. It's like awesome to see you work. But also I'm like, it seems stressful, but like, I don't know if you find it stressful. It just seems stressful to me because like the, the spacing, the lighting, um, what the piece is, you know, sitting, you know, if it's 3d um, piece, like what is it um, placed upon? Like how do these kind of little details that I think maybe the viewer won't really think about like how does that affect like the overall flow and and look of the show uh just so i well first of all thank you <laughs> <laughs> i really really appreciate that so um uh just so i'm clear uh you mean how does uh you said when the, the a viewer the average viewer might not uh pick up on that right away you're asking if how does that affect? Uh, yeah, sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I was just curious of just like what you're thinking of, like what goes through your head when you're thinking of the little things. So, like lighting, for example, like lighting's a very something that 
someone viewing the art might not think about, but it's like crucial when you're curating a show, um, as well as, you know, just little things okay. like that. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. I, I, the, for me, the short answer to that is the moment you see it, you cannot unsee it. Mm -hmm. So, and what I'm really getting at is um, if there's something is off and something is not right, it's crooked, it's spaced slightly different, you will pick on that, pick up on that. Um, and I would say that even for untrained, uh, quote, untrained viewers. Mm -hmm. And I think most people will not give themselves credit for being able to pick up on that. Um, and really what it may be is just the inability to articulate exactly what it is. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was saying, I go, I go into this with every exhibition in mind where, um, you know, every little detail matters because I believe that every part is going to be seen. And at a minimum, I know that if I see it and there's a problem, I'm like, it bugs me and I cannot let it go. That mm -hmm. said, um, I'm, I know I've had enough uh, mistakes and hiccups on my own that sometimes you just miss stuff because it's, there's a lot of moving parts and uh, I am just thankful for everybody that I work with who does pick up on some of those, on some of those things that I do end up missing and say, Hey, some, you know, we got to, you know, fix this and deal with this and uh, give this some, some attention. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, just as much as, you know, we look at, how many pieces are going to go on the wall? Um, how many big pieces are here? How many in this one are, you know, shaped a certain size, or sh uh, uh, you know, and so on. Um, you know, I'm looking at, you know, what's the spacing of them? How does that feel? Because, you know, it, uh, just as an example, looking at the spacing of things, I think about that really is sort of like, well, hey, this is sort of a resting spot, you know, for your eyes visually, especially with an exhibition with this many artists. I think it's just kind of necessary to have that. So having that correct spacing or as close as possible, I think is really kind of crucial. The light is the same thing. I'm a huge, you know, I mean, everywhere I go, I'm that picky where I go to restaurants. I'm like, they're doing it all wrong. You know, it's like, it's too blue or whatever it is. So, um, you know, I'm just like a firm believer of like just setting the mood to be just right because I want people to come in and have, um, really a great experience and to walk out of there and say, wow, that was amazing. It wasn't just like, well, my friends were in the show and I showed up and, you know, wanted to support them, but I want them to come to this and see like, wow, this was an awesome destination. And not only was the work and the artists were awesome, but that a lot of thought and care went into this. Yeah. Yeah. That, that totally makes sense. Also like what you were saying about like the, untrained versus trained eye like I think of like music a lot I'm not a musician I'm not technically trained in any sense but like if you're watching a band and like maybe they mess up like you don't know what happened but you can hear it that like something doesn't sound right like you know you might be not be able to vocalize what what it was but I think the same is when it comes to seeing an art show it's just like or lighting or anything like you might not be able to tell exactly what's off but if something's off you know, you're able, it just kind of sits with you. You're able to tell. So, yeah. That's, it, a, that's a perfect metaphor for that. You know, we, what you said about, you know, seeing live music that's like, yeah, you know, something it's like, yeah, I, right. Most of us, 
don't know like, well, hey, something, you know, something happened there, right? And something didn't seem right. And you just know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another question I had, I know, Andrew, you kind of mentioned like the artist was asking for their piece to be downstairs versus upstairs so that, you know, their family didn't have to climb the stairs or anything. And I know it's different for like a solo show, like um, Joshua Dixon's one where he, you know, it was just his work, but how much does uh, the artist kind of, does a lot of artists have specific in instructions of, um, you know, how their artwork is presented and how much do you take that into like consideration, especially when there's all these artists working together, you know, you can't accommodate everybody's specific instructions of how their art is presented or are you able to, you know, accommodate? Does that kind of question kind of make sense? <laughs> I'm asking if, yeah, sorry. I'm asking if like, um, if a lot of artists, uh have specific ways that they want their art to be handled and presented i was gonna say yeah for, for the most part a lot of artists like will give us instructions like this is how you should hang the pieces and all that stuff sometimes they give us like um like display apparatuses to do it and then we're like well that's not a great one so we'll try to like maybe use our stuff but for the mm -hmm. most part i think we try to meet like ideally in a happy medium with their materials mm -hmm. yeah yeah that makes sense because it's just especially in a show this large and there's so many pieces to take into account you know not everybody gets you know it is has to be kind of like a happy medium kind of um way you know um and yeah another um <laughs> this is just kind of a, a random question that I had because I was working the gallery on Saturday and I had a few people come in from walking on the street, stop and come in because they saw that giant squid arm through the window and they just had to see what it was. And like that piece, like, you know, you were talking Chris about, um, you know, wanting it to be visible through the windows and people, you know, walking on the street can see the artwork and, and be intrigued to come inside. Um, and I was just curious, like it, big it's bigger than the door how did that <laughs> installation go with that piece did it come in sections or like how did you guys get it to where it is uh i, I think andrew can probably answer how it got in <laughs> uh, but I, I can tell you that uh you know going back to what i was saying earlier about sort of uh, you know designing the whole space for me, it seemed obvious that that piece needed to go where it ended up. And I love the idea that we can take something and uh, activate a space of the gallery that is sometimes kind of difficult to work with. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just seemed to make a lot of sense to put it there. So to me, that was super exciting. And I mean, it was like, Yes, it's a bonus that it's big and it's bright. And in some ways it's kind of obnoxious, but it's a just really cool piece and it's eye-catching and people see it. It's, so it's really sort of immediate. But I love the idea that like that is such a difficult space in the gallery to work with and we don't always do it. And every now and then something comes and it's like, this is just the perfect spot for this piece. And this is the perfect piece for that spot. Mm -hmm. And it's just two things that just come together. So yeah, that's 
I'm glad you, I'm glad you point out that piece because that's yeah one of the things that I thought about immediately with this piece. Yeah, yeah, and that that little I don't know like bay window type of little corner. Yeah, I would imagine it's like, well, what do you put there? You know, and yeah, that piece just seemed to fit just right there. So Andrew, how'd you get it through the door? <laughs> <laughs> I personally didn't handle it. Um, Ken got a lot of his friends from Oddball to help bring it in, and mm -hmm. it's so. Uh, Pretty, it was like I think they did it by pieces, but it was pretty straightforward. Like Chris knows, like you, he said you could just move it by the base. It's not like a difficult piece to move per se. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because it's foam, right? Yeah. So it, it, the the size and what it is are I I think make it more intimidating than it actually is. <laughs> so I realized I'm like, oh yeah, this thing just slides around. So don't broadcast it, everybody. But yes, it's pretty <laughs> easy to move around. And I was like, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's. That's definitely uh, one of like eye-catching pieces, you know, that uh, that brings you into the show. You know, big purple squid arm coming out of the floor, um, and it fits, you know, oddball so much. So that's awesome. Um, just another random question I was having when I when I was kind of drafting my questions because I was thinking about the squid piece and the few times that I've worked on installations. Um, are you ever nervous about handling other people's art or is it kind of come just naturally to you? Because I remember when I was hanging pieces, especially when you know the price of them, you're like, oh, let me not drop this painting right now or let me not drop this sculpture, you know, or is it still make you kind of nervous or are you, are you kind of used to it at this point? I'm kind of used to it. My biggest anxiety is like when, when, when pieces are being mailed to us, because then there's so much that happens during the, the shipping process and you're like, okay, I need to open this package and then hopefully the piece is still intact. Yeah, yeah. I remember being with you, Chris, when, when we had a few Ukraine artists send in their work all the way from the Ukraine and they were, I mean, luckily it was just like the glass, but like they, it, you know, the glass was shattered on one of the, you know, pieces and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's stressful. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it is. It's like, it's, it's unfortunate. I really, you know, I, I love when we get work that comes from far or, you know, even near and whatever. It, it's just exciting to open it up. But yeah, you never want to be the person that has to, to deliver that news. Like, hey, sorry, by the way, you know, it looks like we can't use this anymore. And you went through the, you know, the time and the trouble to, to ship this. Um, but that said, you know, most of everything that we do, that does come our way comes comes to us uh, intact. Um, in terms of my handling, I feel like I know enough about how to handle and hold and pick up things that it doesn't really make me nervous. What makes me nervous sometimes is just you know some of the things that people that some artists will do from time to time in terms of how they might wire a 2d piece that is supposed to hang and it's like is this going to hold them mm -hmm. um that or really really heavy things and it's an old building and i always wonder i'm like okay are these things gonna work well together is this gonna are the walls gonna do the job so thankfully so far everything is working out just fine so but yeah i think about it a lot because you're right these things you know and whether or not the price tag is a lot you know, there's still precious things um, that are, you know, loaned to us and, you know, we want them to get returned to the artist to be 
and the condition that they were given to us. But we also want, again, people to come and have this great experience. So sometimes there's pieces that come our way and unfortunately, you know, they, they are damaged that, you know, in the shipping process or something and we can't include them. And it's just like, wow, that that's happened to some of my favorite pieces. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, just really unfortunate. But, you know, again, it's just, you kind of learn how to handle these things and how to hold on to them and, you know, do what's right. And after that, you know, everything kind of falls into that category. It's like, okay, I, I know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. Do you also think about kind of foot traffic when you're mapping out where stuff is going to be, especially when it's like a 3D piece on a pedestal? And, you know, because we side streets, I mean, we, there's always something happening, whether it be crit night or open mic or, you know, as classes or something like that. So are you, do you kind of think about kind of foot traffic throughout the gallery when when putting stuff up? I, I think about it where I want that exhibition to be like, this is the primary function of the space. Um, obviously, yeah, like you said, it's like, well, it's a, it's a shared space. So I have to consider that sometimes. Um, but I try to find a way where it's like, okay, if this piece needs to be here, this is where it needs to be. And if there's some other purpose that the space is going to be used for during the interim of the ex- exhibition, then, you know, we'll have to find a way to to deal with that, whether it's cordoned off or something like that. But again, it's it's thinking about that experience because it's an entire month. And, you know, we really want this to be shown in the best light possible. My dog just walked in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's that noise? <laughs> um, I got a last question for you. Um, was what was it? I mean, Andrew, this was your first show being like kind of a co-curator with Chris. Um, how was working together and um, how do you feel about the upcoming shows that we have, you know, in the future for Side Street? Um, I know you've worked on installation, so it, it wasn't like you were. You know, no, no, it's, it's just um, we, we were moving. We're currently moving. We're scheduling stuff right now. So it's kind of like um stressful but also just like okay well I'm, I'm a very um go with the flow uh flexible person in terms of that mm-hmm. so i'm usually just like yeah we need to do that we can do that and then i'll i would usually go from there but uh i mean this was like fun i think that this is more this is like on top on, outside of installing i've also been like like chris will do too is like troubleshoot emails from artists about pieces and other stuff too that that was my first time directly dealing with that besides you know you know when you were gallus because our artists were coming to be like hey where's my piece yeah 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 i feel like you guys complement each other really well so i know you guys got a lot of work because year 11's coming up and that's a big show and and all of that stuff but i mean the show was awesome and you can you know see all you guys' hard work kind of paid off in you know throughout the show um, but that was all the questions I, I had for you guys today. Um, those listening, if you want to go check out the show, it is um, in the gallery and upstairs in our theater space till February 24th, I believe. Um, if you want to go check it out, it's a really cool show. It's got a lot of different pieces in it um, and a lot of cool interpretations about the, just the color purple. Um 
But thank you guys again for sitting down with me. Um, is there any way that people can go and check out your guys' work? Because you guys are both artists who make amazing work. <laughs> you guys want to plug yourself? You don't have to. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could typically people can find my work in Instagram, like Anne Bovo. Um, I'm I'm wary about saying yeah. Hit me up for uh, commission because <laughs> I'm very busy. Really busy. <laughs> Chris. All right, Chris. Is there anywhere people can find your work and what you're up yeah, to? Yeah, I yeah I'm at uh, so my first and last name so Christian Rhesus all one word dot com. Awesome. All right. Thank, Thank you guys so much again for sitting down with me. Um, this has been Alex Sharp with Side Street Studio Arts, and thank you for listening to another episode of Connected. Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Melvin. Produced by Nick Monaragas. To find out more about them and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sightstreetstudioarts.org.